Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Huffeld, and today we're going to talk about how to deliver powerful sales demos. I'm going to give you six principles that you can follow that will instantly take your sales demos to the next level. And as always, everything I'm going to share here, all six of these principles are backed by hard science, and we're going to go through them quickly. So buckle up, because here we go. Principle number one, leverage social proof. We talk a lot about social proof in my work, and for good reason, it is backed by over 100 years of scientific research. It is one of those key principles of influence. What is social proof? As a reminder, it connects the persuasiveness of an idea with how others are responding to it. It's why you and I are all drawn to best-selling books or blockbuster movies or businesses with a lot of satisfied customers. We instinctively believe that if other people are having a good experience, we will as well. And if other people like us are not having a good experience, well, we probably won't either. So social proof is a powerful way to introduce change. And when you're presenting your demo, isn't that what you're doing? You're saying you need to stop doing what you're currently doing and embrace this. So you're guiding your potential client and change, framing it with social proof, sharing with them the experience they're getting or why they're making a change. In other words, framing it with phrases such as what most organizations who have some of the challenges that we've discussed with A, B, and C, what they'll often look at is just simple things like that or sharing high level about others in a very similar situation because a key principle in social proof is similarity amplifies its persuasiveness. This is not a small thing as well. I mentioned earlier that there's over 100 years of research backing social proof. Not only that, but just recently, Wharton Business School said that social proof is, their words, the most important way businesses can establish trust with those they sell to. So I would challenge you, are you leveraging social proof in your sales demos? And we have a lot of content. If you want to dive deeper into social proof, we're going to talk about it at a high level. I just want to bring it to your awareness today, but check out my books. The Science of Selling, Sell More with Science. We deal with social proof in there, especially in my newest Sell More with Science. We have a whole chapter on reframing, and we talk about how to use social proof to frame anything more effectively. A lot of great exercises in there on that. So if you're not using social proof on a regular basis throughout your sales demos, you are missing a huge opportunity because social proof lowers your buyer's perception of risk and makes them more open to considering a change, which is exactly what you're trying to do in your demo. Second principle we're gonna talk about though is mirroring. This is also a powerful one in the research. There's a lot of great research on this. 
especially out of neuroscience, showing that our brains actually have mirror neurons in them. We instinctively, when we're in a deep level of rapport, will mirror someone. This is not a new idea. The science has disclosed this now for a number of decades. What I would challenge us with today is, are you using mirroring? Oftentimes when we talk about mirroring in sales, we talk about nonverbal mirroring. They lean forward, you lean forward. That's fine. But what I want to focus your attention on today for your demos is verbal mirroring. Oh, this is so powerful. When your potential client earlier in the discovery, before the demo, shares something with you that matters, the certain phrase or the way they frame verbally a challenge they're having, when you can later on bring that up, and connect it with what you're advocating for or what you're gonna show them next by using their exact words. And sometimes you might even say, now earlier on our last call, you had mentioned, and then you go in and use that phrase and they'll just instinctively nod their head. But now that deep alignment, because you're literally speaking their language and whatever you say next, they are extremely receptive too. So my question for you is, are you mirroring verbally your potential clients in your demo? In other words, are you bringing them into the demo? Are you linking up what they shared earlier or what their problems or challenges are or obstacles or situations are in your demo? If you're not, you're missing a golden opportunity because mirroring in many scientific studies has been shown to boost rapport and trust and sales as well. A number of studies, which I cite in my first book, The Science of Selling, when salespeople in these studies mirrored those they were selling to, closing rates went up significantly. So if you're not using mirroring, start doing that. Bring your potential clients into your demos and you'll see how much more engaged they'll be. Principle number three, tailor the demos. Make it all about them. Here's the reality, and this is going to sting a little bit, so get ready, brace yourself. No one cares about your product, your service, your company. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. No one's curious. You just got to wake up to that. People care about what? Your buyers care about what? Their challenges. They do not care, nor are they curious or want to invest their time into learning about what you offer all they care about is what's in it for me. How will this help me? And once you have that mentality, it will help you be more effective in your demos. Why? You want to tailor those demos by making it about them. You want to bring them in, engage them throughout the demo. When you're sharing something, don't make it about your company or your product or service. Connect the dots for them to how this will meaningfully help them. In other words, you want to make it so simple that if there was a 10-year-old child in the room, he or she could understand that, wow, okay, this would help my mommy or my daddy's company. This would help my aunt or my uncle in being more effective. It needs to be that clear. Too often, one of the biggest mistakes I see in sales demos is salespeople brag about their company or product or service as if people were interested in it, as if buyers were saying to them, I'm really curious. I just want to learn more about your company, your product or service. I, I just want to, I want to learn about it. Can you just share with me in generic terms, please? Don't, don't make it about me at all. I just want to know about you. Problem is no buyer is saying that. No buyer has ever said that, nor will they, because they don't care about you, your company, your product, 
or service in the same way you didn't care about your company, product, or service before you started working for it. Rewind however many years ago it was before you even knew about the company that you work for now or knew about the product or service that you offer. You didn't care then either. And if someone were to walk up to you on the street and say, hey, I want to talk to you about this company, your product or service, just so you can learn about it, you'd be like, please leave me alone. Buyers are the same way. So make it all about them because the more you can make your demo about them and what matters to them, the more they will care about it and you and your company and your product or service. So let me challenge you. Are you doing that? Is your demos just you bragging or are you making it about your buyer? Principle number four, this is a big one. Use those second level assessment questions. This is so powerful. What the research shows when you look at surveys and you ask buyers, when you meet with salespeople, do you get value out of those interactions? Around 80% of the buyers say no. When you talk to salespeople, are you presenting value? They all say yes, and many of them actually are. But there's a disconnect between the perception of value and the presentation of value. Why is that? There's a couple reasons. One of the biggest is we're not engaging our potential clients when we present value. We might present the value and then say unhelpful things like, does that make sense? Do you have any questions? They say uh, yes and then no. And you go, great, they're with me. Not necessarily. You want to engage them. You want to help them think through it. You want to ask a second level assessment question that guides them in assessing the value you just shared and verbally respond to it. In other words, I'd love to get your feedback based on what we've just talked about with A, B, and C. If you were to have that, how do you think that would benefit your organization? Or we've talked about a lot of things in the last few minutes regarding X, Y, and Z. Of those, I'd love to get your feedback on which do you think would be most useful for your organization and let them tell you. That's going to help you understand, are we on the same page? Do they truly understand what I've shared? If there's a disconnect, you can adapt and clarify for them. Or most likely when you do a good job of this is they're going to think about it and then they're going to verbalize the value back to you. And now they believe it more and they're much more likely to act on it. So I want you to ask yourself, when you present those mission critical value propositions throughout your demo, are you asking a second level assessment question? You want to make sure when there's, there's, we all have two or three or four key value propositions the wholesale hinges on, all of our commitments are built on. Are you asking a second level assessment question? If you're not, you want to start. That's a big missed opportunity because that will make a big impact on aligning the presentation and the perception of value. So the value that you're presenting, your potential clients will perceive it. Principle number five, I want you to use narrative. Narrative is so powerful. I talk about this in Sell More with Science as well because there's just so much research on it now. Still, salespeople are not using enough narratives and we don't have to have long stories. You don't have to talk about a story for three or four minutes. It can be 20 seconds. What stories do is bring your value propositions to life. When you share how others like your potential client have used your product or service and the benefits they've gotten, people are going to see themselves in the place of the person in the story. So it's almost like it's happening to them. Not only that, stories are processed differently by our brains and then statements of fact. 
And so we are more emotionally connected to a story. It is more persuasive and retention rates are much higher. So stories can help you equip those within an organization to sell up the food chain or to sell to one another or really have productive conversations once you leave the room. So are you using narratives? And I would challenge you, what is one value proposition that you share that you could link to a narrative to bring it to life, to show what does this mean in the real world? Have narratives in your demos. I promise you, you're gonna be surprised that months after the demo, most likely the only thing that will be remembered from the demo is the story. Stories are sticky. Retention rates are much higher than almost anything else you're gonna do in a demo. Number six is I want you to have a clear objective for your demos. In other words, why are you doing the demo? Here's what I want you to do. When we think about objectives, I don't want it to be generic, like, well, I want to sell you something. Of course you do. That's not what I'm talking about. I want you to link the objective to one of those six whys. The six whys are the mental steps our potential clients all go through when forming buying decisions. I want you to link it up with one of them. As a quick reminder, the six whys, why change, why now, why your industry solution, why you and your company, why your product or service, why spend the money. These are a framework that you need to know and be interacting with. We've talked about it on this podcast. I talk about it in detail in both of my books. So check those out if you want to get deeper into it. But for today's purposes, I want you to link your demo up with which of those whys haven't I gotten a commitment to and which do I want to focus on? In other words, perhaps they've already committed that they want to make a change and they need to move forward with something. It's just, what is that something? So I might be focusing on in my demo, okay, why your industry solution? Why us? Why you and your company, number four? And then why this product? Those might be the three that I really want to focus on in my demo. Or let's say, but they're not sold on change yet. Perhaps in my demo, I really want to get strategic on addressing why they need to change and why my product is the right change for them. I want you to think about the demo. What am I trying to accomplish? But don't just answer it generically. Think about it through the framework of the six whys. Why do we do that? Because the six whys are the building blocks of the buying decision. When all six of those commitments are made, the sale almost always occurs. When one of those isn't made, the sale never occurs. So these are the building blocks of the sale you wanna be really attentive to. This is what you're trying to accomplish throughout the sale to obtain these commitments. Once you get that, it is a game changer. I've taught this to organizations and salespeople around the world. It transforms sales. So dive deeply into this idea of the six whys. It will be one of the most beneficial frameworks that you will ever have when it comes to selling. So give this some thought and link your demos up with what am I really trying to accomplish? In other words, which of those whys do I want to address so that at the end of my demo, in a perfect world, they would commit to one or two or maybe even three of those whys. That's what I'm trying to accomplish. That'll give you strategic focus, help you be very intentional. And then it will also help you for collaborating as well. If you're selling in a team setting or want to bring in a colleague for some feedback or your manager, I'm really trying to focus on why they should change. That's a stumbling block for them. So in my demo, I'm focusing on doing this and this and that. What are your thoughts? How can I make that stronger? Notice the clarity that brings versus 
when you have a very generic objective, like I want to tell them about our company, or I want to sell them something, or I want to show them about our product. See what I mean? It's just not buyer centric. It's not effective. It's not useful. It doesn't inform behavior. So why do it? So use those six whys, principle number six, link them up with what are you trying to accomplish in the demo? Because when you do, uh, it's going to give you such clarity as you look at your demo and you can analyze it and really see, am I doing that? And then when you're in the demo, it gives you that clarity of focus as well. So we've talked about a number of different things today, leveraging social proof, verbal mirroring, customizing, tailoring the demo to those we're selling to, using those second level assessment questions, use narratives, inject stories, bring your value propositions to life, and then keep the objective linked with the six whys. Analyze your demos. Are you doing those six things? If not, identify at least one, If there, even if there's more than one, focus on one at a time that you can work on immediately. What will be the most high value for you? Once you do that, then go to the next. Don't try to do them all at once. If you say, David, I'm not doing any of these. Okay, pick one, master that, then come back to number two, then number three. Prioritize them for you, because when you have all six of these in your sales demos, you are gonna have an awesome sales demo. I'm all excited now. I feel like going out and doing a demo and linking all of these six in it, because when you do that, you're gonna sell more. In fact, you're gonna sell a lot more. So what are you waiting for? Get out there, use these six principles, and then go sell something. I'll see you next time.